0: Hello there, this is Dave Allen for EV20 questions and this is a podcast about electric vehicles and driving them, the nitty-gritty of what it's like to be an owner and a driver. Hello there, this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions and yesterday was a road trip day and I had a bit of a disappointing model three day trip to Barcelona. I was gonna set off first thing in the morning but it was raining, I didn't really fancy driving in the rain so I thought, well, I'll leave it a bit longer. The day cleared and about lunchtime I thought, why the hell not, and I got in my car and I drove. I arrived in Barcelona at about two o'clock. I had hoped to park in a parking space not too far away from the Tesla showroom. There was a charger there But when I got there, I found it was just a charger for motorcycles and I couldn't pull in. There were some chargers available in the shopping center, but I couldn't find them when I pulled in there. I did ask um, some information when I went into the uh, shopping center about the uh, charging points. And next time I go there, I'll uh, move my car and put put my car in the right place so I can charge up. But that particular time there yesterday, I couldn't really be bothered. It was handy to charge my leaf later at a rapid. So I walked out to the Tesla showroom, it's good to have a bit of a stretch of the legs, and it was a half an hour walk. I passed a couple of public rapid charging points in the street. They were not in use, and I could have used those for charging up, except I wouldn't have had long enough for my visit to the Tesla showroom. With these public chargers in Barcelona, you get just 30 minutes of parking and charging. I mean, you can't complain, because charging is parking-free, and but it wasn't going to be any use to me. The one that I was hoping to pull in there, it was uh, two hours of parking available, and it was free, but he'd have to be a motorbike, so <laughs> that wasn't gonna work. So I got to the Tesla showroom and there was a Model X just inside the doors with the Falcon Wing doors open. I've seen a Model X fairly close up by during the summertime in where I near where I work, so I wasn't too bothered, and also saw one at the expo that was in Barcelona a few weeks ago. It was looked it looked impressive, I liked it. It's a hell of a car for a hell of a on Next in the showroom was a gorgeous-looking Model S in white. Another fantastic-looking car. I think it was a D75 or something like that. You know, it's got a 75 on anyway. And I liked it. It was nice. It was white and it was lovely. Finally, the back of the showroom was a Model 3 in blue. And blue's my favourite colour and the car looked great. It didn't look like a new car, though. There were dirty marks in the footwells. There was like sand and dirt and stuff and it looked like it needed a bit of vacuum in and there was a lot of fingerprints all over the car, but I suppose you kind of expect that in a showroom. A bit of cleaning wouldn't go amiss though. On the rear offside wheel, there was a little bit of damage too. A Dutchman coming in to look at the cars pointed this defect on the wheel to the salesman, and the salesman didn't look too pleased. I was just looking forward to taking some photos and maybe shooting some video of the car, and just wanted to get a feel of it really, you know. So anyway, what gives Tesla... Imagine my disappointment when the salesman told me the car was not available to be viewed inside. The car was due to be moved from the showroom that day for whatever reason. He didn't sort of go into too many details. He just said someone was taking it away. And he wouldn't open the car to let me have a seat inside. It was as if someone had bought the car or the car was owned by someone and it was just in the showroom just there for, do you not know, just to fill the space I suppose. And I thought it was a bit strange really because the car's not available for sale in Europe yet. I had received an email from Tesla inviting me to go and have a look at the Model 3 in the showroom. And it said it was going to be there from the 13th until the 26th. Well, I've had a look at the website again today and it's changed the details and now it's going to be from the 29th through to the 13th of December. So obviously they uh, thought they'd better make some changes seeing as, as the uh, previous message they put in there didn't work out. So I received a less than optimal welcome from Tesla in Barcelona. The salesman, he was pleasant enough and was happy to chat to me about the cars and give me some information. He didn't really know that much about the cars because he's not a car owner himself. I account to him living in the city and he didn't really have a need of a car. He said though if he was going to buy a car then definitely would be a Tesla. And that's understandable but if you're going to work with them then obviously you're going to want one. I took plenty of pictures with my camera of the Tesla Model 3 and I have to say it looks absolutely gorgeous. I think my own car, the 2018 Nissan Leaf, is marvellous and sexy too. The tester Model 3 does take it to another level. It has sportier and more aerodynamic lines than my LEAF. I don't really have a need for the Tesla, but I want one, I Do I want one. The longer range would be nice even though my bodily functions is taken care of by my Nissan LEAF. I have to stop about 100-250km to take a break. That's the price of being an old man. It's a good job being an old man because some people don't get to live that long, but I've lived this long. I'm nearly 60 and, uh, well, um, every now and again you have to stop and uh, news facilities and so on. And stopping for charging points to fill the battery, well I'm stopping for other reasons. It kind of works well for me anyway. He says that 500 kilometres was possible in the Tesla Model 3. And more range is always good when you're on a longer trip. I mean, I've done a longer trip, I've done uh, 500 kilometres in one day. And that kind of worked out well for me because I was basically, I stopped in Perpignan for a charge up, I stopped in some place else for a charge up, on the way back down from the mountain I stopped in another place for a charge up just because I could. I think I stopped in one more place um, just because I was near to home and I wanted to get some free electricity and cost uh, less for me to charge from my home charger back at the house. But I could have done a lot. I could have done more, more kilometres without having to stop. But I didn't really want to. I wanted to stop and test the charging, and and also stop for facilities and picnics and whatever else. And you know, I really don't mind stopping. I think uh, stopping and having a bit of rake is actually good for you, and it's actually good for safety as well. So anyway, the inside of the Model Three. I was able to peek in through the windows, and inside the Model Three, it looks extremely minimal. I kind of like it because it looks classy. Having one large instrument screen in the middle of the car dashboard kind of works well for me, even though I think it would be nice to have a heads-up display for behind the steering wheel. If Tesla do not put one in, I'm sure some aftermarket manufacturer will come up with something. It's a shame I couldn't sit inside the car because it's always nice to test the seating position. You want to know if it feels comfortable or not. I mean, some car seats you get in are comfortable straight away, like armchairs even. Some take a little while to get used to, but you're comfortable once you've done so. I mean, my Nissan Leaf was kind of like that to a certain extent. I thought the seats were a bit hard to, when I first got into the car and I was first driving it, but I've got used to it and now I find it really comfortable. When I go in my wife's car, which is a Renault Kangoo van sort of thing, I find it a bit uncomfortable and not really as good as my Nissan Leaf, and I w- always wish I was in my Nissan Leaf. If I could have sat inside the car, I'd have got a better feeling for the car. I'd like to have experienced the feeling you get from the glass roof. Does it make it more light and spacious and airy? Does it feel like the car's bigger because you've got you know, more space around you, seemingly? It would have been nice, but it didn't happen, so never mind. So what's next for Model 3 for me? As far as I'm concerned, then there is a possibility that there's going to be another Model 3 available to be viewed in Barcelona, and maybe I can go and view it properly, and I can go back and visit... Maybe they'll send me out another email and say there's going to be another uh, car in there and I'll be able to go and have a look. Or I might just wait until they're properly available to have a test drive. Everyone says that when you've had a test drive you're completely sold. I can well imagine that. Everybody who bought one of these cars completely loves it. And there's no sort of buyer's remorse. And I can imagine that being the same. I mean I'm pretty happy with my Nissan Leaf. But I could be happier if I was in a Tesla Model 3. I'll keep in touch with the Barcelona Tesla showroom and maybe they'll just send me another email when they have another car in there. That's available for going and viewing properly. Next time though, I'm going to ring up first and double check with them to see if it's going to be on display properly and available for use. So when I finished doing the um, viewing of the car, I went to back to the shopping centre, picked my own car up, stopped on the way for some tea and cake in Starbucks because I do like the uh, carrot cake. And then I decided, well, shall I go towards these chargers that I spotted on my way to the Tesla showroom and use those for charging up, but nah, that'd be going towards the city and it was getting busy at that time and more chances that there was going to be people sort of going around using these chargers where I wanted to go and plug in and I could be sort of running around and wasting time. So I thought the best thing was to head out of the city and I decided to go towards San Cugat de Bales because I knew there was plenty of chargers in the town and it was in the right direction more or less in the right direction. It was going out towards the AP7, the Autopista numero 7. So I uh, head towards San Cugat and I was glad to find that when I got to the charge point of the AMB, Area Metropolitán Barcelona, it was uh, available for use. So I plugged in and went in use facilities, I sit around for half an hour and then got back in the car. If I hadn't been able to use that one at the uh, shopping centre there, I'd have gone to the other one, which is in the centre of the town. But the shopping centre one's better because there's more facilities there and easier av- availability. So after that, I just uh, jumped back in the car and headed back home. Now, when I did get back onto the AP7, it was kind of busy. It was chock a block. I was uh, glad of use of the uh, Pro Pilot Assist because it was all stop and go, and I like being able to just keep my feet off the pedals and to press the button on the steering wheel to get me moving again when I've been stopped for more than three seconds. Sometimes it feels like it's a bit slow to get started again. I always gotta get a feeling that when you're sort of in that situation that uh, the car that's behind you is gonna start getting sort of uh, annoyed with you if you don't start moving straight away. Or if a big gap opens up in between you and the car in front then someone's gonna sort of jump in and fill it. You know, someone wanting to change lanes when you're sort of driving down these little roads, you know, these sort of uh, there was a two-lane sort of uh, road going out towards where I wanted to get onto, the main bit of the AP7. And it was, it was uh, bumper to bumper. But anyway, it wasn't too long before I got onto the main part of the AP7. And once I was on there, it was just a case of following the signs back home again. And I got back home. I didn't stop any place on the way. Sometimes I stop at a place called uh, Cabrera de Mar, but that's down on the motorway. That goes down by the sea. And I was on the AP7, which is a little bit further inland. So I drove all the way home without stopping, and I got back home with, I don't know, maybe 40% left in the battery. And it was only going to cost me, say, 2 euros to fill up, so that's not bad, really. I did uh, 213 kilometres, and the cost of it was, say, 2 euros for that amount of driving. I'm happy with that. I think anyone would be happy to be able to drive 200 kilometres more, and it only cost uh, 2 euros. So um, 1 euro per 100 kilometres. You've got to love it, haven't you? Having an electric car is marvellous, and I'm delighted. And even though I didn't get to see the Tesla Model 3 at the end of the day, I was still sort of um, delighted to have an electric car. Even though, having said that, driving around Barcelona, I did find it a little bit stressful today. Um, there seemed to be a lot of motorbikes sort of coming up in between the car and trying to pull through on the inside, and there was one point where I was uh, needed to pull to the right to take the turn to the right, and there was a bus lane on the inside and a motorbike wanted to come up on the inside and I was just starting to move across and it just tapped my car, just let me know he was there. I didn't bump into him, fortunately. And then also when I was going around another part there, uh, I wanted to do some lane changing and there was a car coming up on the outside of me. I hadn't spotted it straight away and I was also glad that, um, well, apart from him giving me a bit of a boot with his horn, I'm fully moved across, I wasn't sort of... Uh, close enough to sort of bump into him, but at the same time, my car did give me a little beep on the uh, warnings that you get on the mirrors. Uh, Well, you get the little light that comes on the mirror and you get a warning beep to say that there's a car coming up on your outside in your blind spot. That blind spot warning is pretty good. It's uh, really useful and makes the car much safer to drive. And there's lots of safety features in the car like that. I'd imagine though, in the Tesla Model 3, you've got the uh, full package there with the um, autonomous driving where it uh, does a lot of driving itself and is more sort of aware of what's going on around. It could be even better. Anyway, so this is Dave Allen for EV20 questions. I have a bit of a chat about my trip to Barcelona yesterday and it was uh, a day trip out and I enjoyed it and I saw the Model 3 close up and it was good. But bye now, talk to you again soon. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the EV20Q podcast and I hope it's inspired you to get an electric car and if you've got an electric car already I hope you're enjoying yours just as much as I'm enjoying my Nissan Leaf. If you could do me one small favour and that's go into your podcatcher of choice and leave a review or go into iTunes and leave a review there and give it five stars if you can. It really helps the people find the podcast due to the way the algorithm works in these podcatchers. Thanks very much.